This is Star Talk. Hi, and welcome to Star Talk All Stars. I'm your host, Natalia Reagan. I'm a primatologist and co founder of Boaz Network. I am here with my hilarious comedian co host, Sarah Siskin. I'm also a primatologist comedian, just minus the primatologist part. Right. <laughs> well, I, I've seen you look at monkeys occasionally. Yeah. And I also have with me is a paleoanthropologist, Dr. Shar Bailey of New York University. And today we're going to talk about a really cool new uh, find in Morocco. Our species, Homo sapiens, have thought to be about 200,000 years old, but this new fossil pushes it back to 315,000 years old, possibly, it looks like it. And uh, Dr. Shari Bailey studies teeth. So we're going to ask her how she got involved in this and how they know and how they found out that this fossil is this old. So Tara, how did okay. you get involved in What's this? the story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the story begins uh, back in the late 1960s when the original fossils uh, were found, and that included a, a jaw of a juvenile, a child, and um, some bits of cranium, some uh, teeth. Um, and I was able to study those when I worked for the Max Planck Institute in Leipzig, uh, Germany, back in 2004. Uh, at that time, uh, we were also working on going back to re-excavate the site because the original fossils were found through a kind of a blasting situation where we didn't know exactly where they were found. They thought they knew where they were that found. That seems kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> a, a lot of fossils in Africa were found through mining uh, through mining uh, efforts. So, um, so. They, so they were able to work with local people and restart the excavation, and then in 2004 they found additional fossils, they found a tooth, and then the following year they found you know, postcrania, the below the head, they found some cranial elements, and, um, and uh, at that time I was back in New York, um, well, I was back in New York, yeah, by 2006, and uh, so uh, I was actually able to study these virtually through something called virtual anthropology. So this wow. is what they do is they micro-CT the fossils, um, and then they send it to you um, virtually over the internet, and then I can upload it into a, a software program, and I can manipulate it, I can take the enamel off, I can look inside the tooth and all these things without damaging it. So, so it's actually a really cool way to look at these w fossils that didn't require me to go back to Morocco as much as I love Morocco, but it, it allowed me to um, to do it right from the comfort of my office. That's fantastic. This really seems like a, like that scene in like a CSI TV mm -hmm. show where like the forensic yeah. person, yeah, yeah, or Mission like, Impossible, right? Where they have the screens up and they're moving. Through. It's, it's exactly like that. Yeah. They, they have these virtual reality rooms that you can actually, t you know, yeah. virtually spin a skull around. But and I love that the thing. actual reason is because like academic departments are like too cheap to fly you out to Morocco. <laughs> yeah. It's like hey. the real reason. Yeah. 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 Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but you know. <laughs> I can. I can. Is it, yeah. is it cheaper than than you think actually flying them out? I guess because well, the once the once Maybe the technology is there, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. So it's well, the, you need the technology to get the information we got. So they have yeah. to do the technology, and yeah. since they've done it, you know, yeah. why send some, why fly somebody out and yeah. go through all that jet lag and stuff? And you can just so send it to them in their can, office. You can teach your students with like a virtual reality. Scale yeah, to totally. Yeah. I, I do stuff like that because I, I oh that's yes. so cool and so and then another thing that you don't have to damage the tooth I mean essentially you're just you're yeah. scanning it so there's no need to right break right. it open yeah a lot of people wonder why don't you why don't you just you know sample the fossil itself and find out how old it is well mm -hmm. once you break it it's it's yeah. gone people yeah. don't like you to break their fossils and and put them I in hate pieces, when people break so. my fossils I don't if I like it's the it's, it's such, such a downer a it ruins your whole day yeah <laughs> it, it um totally what, just a, a stupid question perhaps what are the like teeth actually look like like are they like they're really tiny I assume they're like completely brown by now or no, like no 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 they're 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 actually big teeth and in that really? way they're kind of uh 
weird. I don't even want to say they're primitive because they're they're bigger than a lot of Homo erectus teeth. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're 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 very large. But but also some of the more modern people, the more recent people in this at this site also have very big teeth. So this is not terribly unusual. For some reason, in North Africa, the fossils have big teeth, um, and they're mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, yeah, okay, they're. I wouldn't say they were stained brown. Mm-hmm. You can see some uh, evidence of like brownish and small, teeny tiny fissures and cracks in the tooth, but they basically look like something you could pull out of your mouth today. And that's one of the huh. most wonderful things about teeth for paleoanthropologists is that they preserve better than any other part of your body. Um, they're about 97% mineral in content, and a, and a fossil, of course, is formed by replacing organic material like bone with mineral. Mm-hmm. And so they're basically fossils in your mouth. They got a head start, basically. They do. So I mean, pretty much almost there. All of the brushing. I do does nothing like they did nothing and their teeth are completely fine yeah well it keeps your teeth from rotting out of your mouth so there's 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 that um but yeah they in fact a lot of um there are a lot of sites where all we know about the humans that live there comes from their teeth wow yeah yeah because nothing else preserves no, teeth are, I think, I think they're absolutely fascinating, especially how you, you were talking about when you first got into teeth, it, you were linking populations, right? You were... Yeah, yeah. I first got interested in teeth by, um, I read an article by Christy Turner that who, where he was linking the, the morphology, so the size and shape of the teeth of Native Americans with Northeast Asians, which, you know, they have things like uh, these ridges on the tongue side of your incisors called shovel-shaped incisors. This is one of many features. And I thought that was fascinating. I'd never thought about my teeth that way before and uh and so i uh yeah a year later i packed up my bags i applied to arizona state university and only arizona state university and thank goodness they took me (laughs) i studied with christy turner for a couple years and then yeah the institute of human origins came to asu and uh and subsequently i worked with bill kimball who became my mentor and steered me in the direction of human evolution so um so yeah it was i was kind of hoping for like an origin story like you got bit by something and then you like look (laughs) at your arm and you're like I shall spend my life devoted to studying this. That would be so much cooler, right? <laughs> you could tell people that. I I, no one yeah. think yeah. I might. The bite mark. Exactly. You got, <laughs> yeah. you know, bit by some primate. And it was yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, sort of like a superhero thing. And then you develop super, he- like, human abilities to study teeth. You know, like... Yeah. Like uh, nobody's going to buy that comic book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would, but then again, I... Yeah, but you're a nerd. I, I'm a dork. Yeah. 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 I, I think oh, that's pretty darn cool. I did bite my mom once when I was four on the butt, <laughs> and um, I called it a love bite, and I got... That was the first time I ever apologized ever in my life. My dad made me use the word apologize for biting her on the wow. butt. Wow. I love when the podcast veers into, like, Natalia's, like, but, strange yes. family <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs> her childhood. My, yeah, my poor uh, mother. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, something that was really interesting when I was reading this this, this paper was just the the fact that the Sahara, where the this, these fossils were found, was completely different 300,000 years ago. What was it like back then? Right now, obviously, it's pretty darn dry, yeah, pretty darn hot. Yeah, most people, when they think of the Sahara Desert, they think of this absolutely huge, very dry, of course, desert region. Um, but they don't know that over the... Uh, in the past, it has shrunk, been more lush on the borders, and, uh, and it's also expanded. And uh, during this time, it would have been more lush. It would have been wetter um, and certainly much more livable than it is today, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't find people there. Um, mm-hmm. So, But they, they do. They find people. They find uh, gazelles. They find, I mean, the remains of gazelles and things like that. So it was, you know, still a, a dry, you know, a, it wasn't like a tropical rainforest, but it was greener uh, than, it was to, than it is today. today. I yeah. think that we should start a, like, a sitcom of Shara and Sara in the Sahara 
<laughs> for nothing more than just the name. I would watch that. Yeah, sorry I, about that, Natalia. You, your that's name okay. I, it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't. Uh, my, exactly. my first credit card that I got, they had spelled my name Sahara. And oh. I thought, did they look at Shara and go, can't be Shara. Yeah, must yeah, be right. Sahara. Sahara. <laughs> did they think that you misspelled <laughs> you right. your own know. name? Apparently they did. <laughs> that, that, oh God. I don't know. I kind of like that name now. Yeah, actually. Sahara. Sahara. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely name. Um, I, I was curious because you said that the teeth were so large uh, in yeah. this, in, in North Africa. And now that you know that uh, it was much more lush there, do you, do you think this might have something to do with perhaps the diet there um, compared to other you know, homo sapiens in, in East Africa? You know, that's a really good question. And I think that that would be a hypothesis that one could work from sure. um, mm-hmm. and, and see. We, we don't know yet. I mean, we do know that uh, we know from the animal remains that they were eating large undulates, they were eating gazelles and things like that. We know they were hunting. Um, we haven't yet done a study of the... Um, the microware on mm-hmm. the teeth, or from, or we had, and we haven't looked at the um, mineralized plaque or mm. tartar, the stuff that your dentist scrapes off your teeth. We haven't looked at that yet. And if we, um, if we do in the future, which I imagine is is on the table, we might be able to extract DNA from that plaque of mm-hmm. the animals that they ate, um, and we might be able to see plant remains, phytoliths in that plaque as well. So, um, so I think that there's more to learn about the diet, mm-hmm. and and then we can start thinking about hypotheses about why were their teeth so big? Because the Eterian sure. people, um, who are more recent, also have really big teeth. I mean, really big teeth. And by so, big teeth, are we talking like premolars, molars, molars, molars yeah. mostly molars, right yeah, mm-hmm. and pre molars yeah that you're chewing teeth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like our dentist demographic is like so hyped up right now they're like yeah yeah tell finally. me more about teeth <laughs> our time has come <laughs> bumps and grooves cusps uh <laughs> actually i think it's time to take maybe a, a cosmic query or two yeah we got some really good ones good. actually so thank you guys for sending those in i'm gonna start off with tyler men from facebook uh, says or asks us, is there any equation for how many of us our planet can support? If so, roughly how many? I know that kind of like <laughs> threw it open, actually. Um, you know, um, not my specialty, yeah. but absolutely there is um, mm-hmm. an equation. Really? I remember when I, uh, I remember, I was think before I went to the Max Planck, I applied for jobs in the United States, and um, there was somebody working at. Kenyan College, um, Mm. who was looking at this question. So um, I can't remember his name, but people could Google that and, and planet support and maybe find his essay. I remember reading it and I remember yeah. him thinking we're running out of space like a and we're running out of resources, sort of. And, but I can't remember what that huh. number was. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Google yeah. it. Uh, okay. Corey Radloff on Facebook asks, what is the defining trait when we look at homo sapiens? What makes something part of the homo line rather than the Australopithecine? Oh, that is such a good question <laughs> because... Um, there is no any one feature, right? So Ooh, we used twist to, ending, yeah, right. There, because the thing is, is that when you look at modern humans around the world, we all look so different. As Natalia was pointing out, compare well, who did you say, Danny, uh, Danny DeVito and, and LeBron James, just right, in terms okay. of height and and you know right. and attractiveness, proportion. And DeVito, obviously, right. yeah, obviously, soft tissue times doesn't over. preserve, but you can, you know, you yeah. Can tell. So, so who, what are you going to use as yeah. the, your standard for modern? modern? 
But um, one thing we have used with fossils is looking for the evidence of a distinct chin. Mm. So um, modern humans huh. have a kind of recessed area above this mental eminence. You know, you can think about we write, rest, and think here. Yeah, mental. How I, how I and um, and, uh, and it has this <laughs> kind of upside-down tear shape on the bone, teardrop shape, or uh -huh. an upside-down T shape. So that's something we look for that is modernity. We look for brain size. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it needs to be within our uh, brain size. Um, in terms of home versus Australopithecus. Well, there's dental features, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the, the cusp 7 is present on Homo in a higher frequency than Australopithecines. We look at tooth size. The molars are more elongated in Homo than they are in Australopithecus, so they're more square in Australopithecus. Mm. We look at brain size. Most yeah. Homo is should be larger brain size than Australopithecines, <laughs> although there are some Homo that, um, that fossils have been put in Homo that have teeny tiny brains because there's other aspects of their body that definitely link them with, with our, our uh, genus. Yeah, so, so it's a very complicated but excellent yeah. question. Yeah, it seems like there's yeah. more of a spectrum than I realized. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, so Josh Peterson on Facebook asks, how is that we haven't found evidence of this before now? Oh, another really good question. Well, you're so complimentary okay. of the questions. Yeah, no, but because they're great questions, <laughs> right? They're the things that everybody wants to know. Yeah, why, why? that's true. Well, that's okay. We first it. of all, the way paleoanthropology works is um, we do we do excavations in places that have usually already produced fossils. Huh. Okay, yeah, so true. that's the way you get funding, right? We don't we yeah. we are not allowed to <laughs> yeah. go with our shovels and just start digging up. And we can uh, we can go out and sometimes explore caves and yeah. see if we can find things. And if you find some tools, then you apply for funding and you have to apply for a permit, yeah. right? And so in terms of North Africa, um, they are doing work in that area, but it took a lot of negotiations um, and and collaborations with Jean Jacques um, and the the local people to work mm -hmm. out you know an understanding and a, and a, something that worked for everybody to do this this research it's amazing um, how much of human history is just like what people who get funding for like where you can look because let's say i go oh i want to go look in i don't know um somewhere that hasn't produced any fossils right yeah uh, well i have to i have to go to that local government i have to get permits to do that mm -hmm. i have to justify why yeah. i think that yeah. there would be fossils there so when you think about where we've actually looked for fossils there's Parts of South Africa, yeah. there's East Africa, you know, there's North Africa, and there's a lot of Africa that we haven't looked at. Yeah, yeah. it's a catch-22. Yeah. You know, so, like I mean, that's why I say I am sure we will find evidence of Homo sapiens even earlier because yeah. it's it's an accretional process. It's, mm -hmm. And um, and we know that Neanderthals and modern humans split from Homo sapiens about five to 700,000 years ago. Yeah. So we should see evidence here and there's modernity even before 300,000. I kind of wish that academic departments were more like TV cop shows where you could be like a loose cannon and like go out <laughs> on my your own. Oh, there still are. Yeah. I think there's a few maybe in the anthro uh, well, maybe that yeah. loose cannons? Yeah. Really? Are their partners always dying? No. <laughs> well, here, here's something that's actually really cool. You know, the, the new fossils from Homo naledi, they were yeah. found by splunkers, by people who uh, who explore caves, and the reason they found them, I mean, th was because Lee Berger, who's who's the lead guy on the you know the excavation and stuff, said to people, "Hey, I think there might be fossils in these South African caves. Yeah, I'm going to pay you to go look. Go, yeah, yeah. I That's mean, awesome. and, and they were able to get in this super and it's tight, a gold mine. scary place that you know." Some of us 
would never go whether you paid us. If yeah, only there no, were people with like a fossil spidey sense, you know, to like just right? touch yeah. the rock. Yeah. Be like, well, they call them underground astronauts, the women that actually yeah, excavated it. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and they all are, you know, had an anthro background, but they're all very petite because it's, it, I think it's like at 1.7, 6 or 7 inches. Uh-huh. We have to kind of, yeah. I, yes. I could not suck it in enough. My, no. Nope. Lee got stuck. Not there. He got stuck in there. And he became a fossil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, they cut him out. They pulled him out. So, I don't think he made it down to the Superman crawl. Oh, God. I, I don't know. if I'm well, We're going to wrap up this portion of the show. And stay tuned because we're going to talk more to Dr. Shara Bailey about these new uh, Homo sapien fossils. And uh, see you in a minute. Hey, welcome back to Star Talk All Stars. I'm your host, primatologist Natalia Reagan, here with the hilarious Sarah Siskin and Dr. Shara Bailey, a paleoanthropologist at New York University. And we're talking about Homo sapiens, a new find in Morocco, pushes them back, pushes us back, really, uh, another 100,000 years, so making us about 315,000 years old. God. Just when I was feeling like I looked young. We still look pretty good. So old. We still look pretty good. But, yeah, but yeah, Shara, that still... is still pretty darn young in terms of the geological time bucket. We're right. just a little yeah. blip. Yeah, we are just a blip. We're a, we're a blink of an eye, really, um, in terms of geological time. And even in terms of the, the uh, our, our lineage or the hominin mm-hmm. uh, clade, because, you know, the earliest hominins now, those and hominins means things that are more closely related to us than they are to apes. Um, that goes back. 4.2, maybe 4.4 million years, right? That's mm-hmm. a long time. So 300,000 years, yeah, we're still relatively young. Absolutely. I have a, a, a strange question. If you were like, um, if you were to measure this in terms of greats, like grandparents, when we are talking about <laughs> how many greats, have, I don't know if you've ever put a number to it, if you want to speculate, but like how many greats are we talking about? Oh, I, calculating, yeah, tending. Uh, because also, uh, you, uh, you like might be doing math earlier. Yeah, because we're talking 315,000. Right, and how a generation it, time is what, 60 years? I don't know. Can we yeah, well, let's say 100. It's smaller before because if you're, you're popping out kids, as soon as you could pop them out, it would probably be like you know, it would, 12, 13. Yeah. So if, you would, if we lived, let's say, 50 years, maybe? Grandparent at 24? That would be five. like 600, uh, 6,300. Greats is what I'm getting. Uh, Maybe somebody will check the math on that. Yeah, somebody out there, check that math. That's a lot of greats. That's a lot of greats. That's a lot of greats. Some of them are greater than others. I wonder if they're proud of us. I don't know. That's a lot of greats. That's a lot. That's a long, long time. Yeah, but we're young. But relative, I mean, think of how many greats it would be to go back to Australopithecus, right? Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Many, many, many more. A long, long time. We're still relatively young. Yeah. Let's put it that way. We're geological whippersnappers. Yeah. I mean, if you you look on, if you imagine, you know, time, let's say the origin of the earth as a clock, um, like humans, our lineage would have evolved like in the last second of the last day or something like yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's, it's just... Those Australopithecines would just be like, get off my lawn, <laughs> <you> stupid <laughs> homo sapiens. <laughs> thought you were going like somewhere safe. else with that. Like <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I think I accidentally tweeted once or was going to, like, sure. a new a new hobo is in town. And I was like, oh, no, Natalia, don't do... No, that just sounds yeah. wrong. But as far as uh, us being a young species... Right. Uh, did this 
population in Morocco, is there any sort of evidence that it would have admixed with populations in East Africa? Or does mm. it look like it's sort of a, maybe a dead end group? Or is, is there still more research to be done? I, I think that uh, there's still more research to be done. Okay. I think the idea is that, um, that this group or that the Homo sapiens in North Africa, at least some of the members would have mixed with other Homo sapiens that are were around. And through the merging of different characteristics, maybe the chin evolved in one area and the higher forehead evolved somewhere else and larger mm-hmm. brain size evolved somewhere else. And, you know, there's there's early modern humans in South Africa as well. Not this old, but, um, you know, 80, 120,000. So I think that we should imagine, you know, Africa populated by things that are modern-like, but maybe modern in different ways. And then yeah. they merge together and... Um, yeah, and whether or not they interbred with other species like Homo and Naledi that would be around at that time, right. mm-hmm. yeah, that's something that remains to be tested. My, from looking at the teeth, Homo naledi is is quite odd and uh, oddly derived. We say which means changed from the yeah. ancestral condition, and in in some ways the teeth are Homo-like, but mm-hmm. in other ways they're they're just really so odd that, that my feeling is. At least I haven't seen any evidence of admixture from, let's say, Naledi. But, you know, I haven't done an official classic, study yet. But I, the, I, yes, you know, and you have to figure out how are you going to yeah. test that. Yeah, Unless, it's the, uh, the question of anthropology is, uh, did we tap that? Did, yeah, did, did would, we tap would, that? would you tap that? <laughs> yeah, would you tap that? Right. And did you, and right. could it produce viable offspring? So, so uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Bailey, um, we're talking about um, Homo Naledi, right? Yeah. Would you tap that? It's dramatic pause. <laughs> she's thinking about she's it, guys. Thinking about it. I'm watching her. She's I thinking. Don't know. It depends on how many drinks I had. <laughs> I, you know, That's generally how it always goes. But you know, you know got to repopulate. Yeah. So. yeah. Did, did they so bring maybe. flowers? Yeah, did they did know, they compliment nice you in, they? In, yeah. on your on your right. dress? Yeah. Like right. were they were, are they somewhat intelligent? Like could they have like the linguistic ability to you know. The thing is, they have pretty, pretty small brain, brain sizes. Yeah. So no probably, sweet You know, the thing is, I I would probably tap a Neanderthal before okay. I tap a Homo. Absolutely. You'd be sloppy seconds, maybe. Like <laughs> I say, erect. I think he'd do erectus oh, after no, Neanderthal. Oh no, she's so embarrassed. I, <laughs> I wish Sorry. that blushing came across in a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I just that's one of the most professional women I know, and and in, the, in our field, and so I know that um, I'm, I'm embarrassing her and her, and I'm sorry. But I do think it's kind of funny. My friends are listening. You guys. Oh, I'm so I know. sorry. I'm sorry. Turn it off, guys. <laughs> no, but I, I do have a I do have a real question. When you said that, uh, for those real geeky teeth people out there, when you said Homo naledi's teeth are kind of strange, yeah. what how what what did you mean by that <clears throat> in terms well, of Homo naledi has a, has a unique combination of features. Mm-hmm. So we look at, um, and this, these are the kinds of things we looked at for this new Homo sapiens find as well. You can look at the shape of the tooth. Sure. So the some of the teeth of Homo naledi, the shape looks like Neanderthal-like, and some they look Homo-like, Homo sapiens-like. And uh, some of the morphology, the bump number of cusps of the lower first baby molar looks like Paranthropus, right, which is an yeah. extinct side branch of humans that disappeared 1.1, 1.2 million years ago. So it's it's a very very odd chimera of of characteristics. Interesting, and yeah, and just for the people at home, Neanderthals were nowhere near right. Homo nowhere Lady, near nowhere because they were Africa. up in they Europe in and Europe. yeah, and, and, and Homo naledi's way south Africa. Yep. Yep. So that's really interesting. Um, I think we should take a little couple cosmic queries. Okay. Um, we got. 
Tracy Epperson Jr. from Facebook uh, asking, will this discovery change where we believe the current cradle of life is located from Southern and Eastern Africa to Northwestern Africa? Um, I don't, it doesn't change it to North um, West Africa. What it, what it changes is that the cradle of humanity is Africa, right? Not okay. one particular place, but Africa as a whole contributed, all these areas contributed to our our um, species. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. We got a person by the name of Shining Sage on Google Plus. So this better yes. be a good question. Yeah, Sahara and Shining Sage should hang out. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is a good question. I like this one. Um, the, I guess this might be more conceptual and hypothetical. But what comes after Homo sapiens? Homo sanctum. Uh, that's kind of a maybe just an interesting like if you could determine what the next. Uh, Homo would be, yeah. I I, I hate to speculate. <laughs> you know what? I, the thing is, is I, I, I'm not a comedian, and so um, you know, I actually have a pretty dim view on what's going to happen to Homo sapiens. Ooh, I don't yeah. actually think we're oh. we're going to have the opportunity to speciate and become something else. I think really? we'll probably yeah destroy our species. So this is before. it. I think this is but in a it. Way, yeah, but as I mean, a silver but lining like we won. Because like, we're the last ones, so well, we, we won't win if we go. We won't extinct. win. I, 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 I always say that you know it's not like save the world, save the earth. The earth will it's, go yeah. on and be fine. In fact, it'll probably throw a big ass party as soon as yeah. we go extinct. Right. But uh, we were just talking about uh, macaques and how it'll probably be you know planet of the macaques, macaque attack. Um, only because they are so resilient and, and they haven't, they don't have to depend on like, say the infrastructure that, that homo sapiens do to, to, mm -hmm. to keep going. They yeah. basically can just move. Oh, look, a, a snowy hot tub. I'm just going to hang here. Oh, look, right. a, a forest. Yeah. Job, yeah. Rocket. Why not? Happy here. Yeah. It's cool. Puerto Rico. I'm good here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're, they, they, they are in some ways very like humans because they can live practically anywhere i guess they're generalists man they yeah. can eat anything yeah. i get yeah yeah they, so they, you know unless mm -hmm. i mean unless we do populate other planets mm -hmm. then so i maybe. and then that breaks the link of yeah, you know yeah. the the gene flow between humans because as long as humans are mating with one another we're yeah. not going to really speciate um if we go to other planets um which i but i think that's just a really bad idea i just think we should mm -hmm. try to save ourselves here yeah. first before we just destroy the earth and move to mars i'm no, excited, no, about, no, I think I'm excited about the like software update that humans are going to get like either we're going to be like homo planetarius which is like when we expand out to other planets right right homo Roboticus, maybe we start incorporating <laughs> robots. Like, there's uh, some yeah. possibilities out there. there. There are, and I think the science fiction people probably have better ideas and and more positive ideas than than I do. I can get very yeah, <laughs> grim and just, I know, but it's easy just, to do that. I think because we're realists. Yeah, yeah. We well, you to, see what the way we're destroying, uh, you know, whatever. Let's not go there. Let's, yeah, let's, 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 let's be like happy. Okay. Well, I will. Uh, I'll we'll give go a quick on one because we have, we have to wrap this. Part All right. Up. Okay. Last one. So we got somebody on Instagram. Now I'm going to try and pronounce their name. Saying, uh, "Is it true that primal man lived in trees?" Primal man. Okay. Um, let's see. So. <clears throat> 
It's true that early hominins, so Australopithecines, um, and uh, Hominaledi also has some features that suggest that they were spending time in the trees. Mm -hmm. um, and that could have been uh, at night, they might climb up in trees and make nests, nests and yeah. sleep there for, uh, uh, for protection from mm -hmm. predators. Um, but the, but uh, once you have hominins, these are you know the relatives of, of humans, um, they were definitely spending a lot of time on the ground walking around on two legs. Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. though they may have been going up to the trees at night or 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 spending time in the trees foraging you know at some points but they they were definitely bipedal hominids that walked on the earth yeah okay. tied to the earth tied to the yeah. earth yeah well we're going to wrap up this portion right now so thank you so okay. much and uh yeah come back for more star talk all stars in a moment cool stay tuned Hey, welcome back to Star Talk All Stars. I'm your host, primatologist Natalia Reagan. I'm here with my hilarious co-host, Doctor Knock Doctor uh, Sarah Siskin. <laughs> nope, it's official. You called it doctor. She's a doctor. That means I'm a doctor now. That's how it works. <laughs> and real doctor, Doctor Shara Bailey real from New doctor. York University. She's a paleoanthropologist. <laughs> We're talking about uh, Homo sapiens and hominins in general. So mm -hmm. uh, let's get back to it. Um, Shara, I'm just curious because we've talked a lot about teeth and, and we know that you love teeth. Mm, I do. Is there a favorite out there? That one that just kind of just stole your heart, that tooth just that got away. Oh. The tooth that got away. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's in Do terms we cue of some romantic music at this point when she... <laughs> um, I have to say that the most interesting teeth that I've ever looked at would be those of Homo naledi. Because, oh. Oh, wow. because, because it's not what it's supposed to look like. Right, this this thing is not supposed to. At this time period, we expected to find big brain hominins with teeth that look, you know, maybe a little primitive, maybe like Homo erectus, maybe a little bit Homo sapiens, like these new Homo sapiens fossils are. But in fact, it's it's this very weird combination of traits that you just would never have predicted. And this is and this is is in a way a cautionary tale because if mm -hmm. we only find, let's say. Uh, the teeth, um, at least in this time period in, in like in Africa, we might not know what the skull, you might not be able to predict what the skull looks like, right? Mm -hmm. What their brain yeah. size was or what their arms and legs look like because the, the, the signal of the teeth are, are different depending on which teeth, tooth you look at for mm -hmm. hominaledi, which is not the case with Neanderthals. When, when you look at Neanderthal teeth, they're always plot with Neanderthals. They're just, you know, if you look at, you know, hominaledi teeth, if you look at the upper molar, it, plots with some groups. If you look at the lower molar plots with other groups, if you look at the heights of the cusps and their spacing, yeah. they don't plot with anybody. They're completely different than every other thing out there. They're freaking teeth. So they are so cool. Yeah. yeah it was, it was really, really they also sent me uh, the first time they sent me these files virtually also. And so yeah. as I'm like spinning them in my software program, I'm like what the heck is that? <laughs> you know, and then I got to see them last, uh, you know, in person last year. Did you so. have like a dramatic moment where you were like, Oh my God! I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like that. That canine looks this like Australopithecus. Like, and that get me the like White Homo. House. What the? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, they would just deny. Yeah, that, that is. It. I know. See, kids, teeth are really, really interesting. Science yeah. is cool. You get these yeah. wacky, random cool. discoveries. And I was. I'm curious that did you see um, these virtual representations of Homo naledi before you knew the age? And did the age? Yes. Yes, I did. So did I, the age freak you out? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it, it was much earlier than I would have predicted based on some of the morphology, mm -hmm. um, like the mm -hmm. lower canine really looks, it looks like um, the 3.8 million year old fossils from Laetoli that are Australopithecus. It really does. Wow. Um, and then the, that lower first molar looks a lot the closest 
thing it looks like is this Paranthropus, which is an extinct side lineage. And then if you look at the upper second baby mm-hmm. molar, you're like, yeah. Well, it looks like Homo. You know, so it's, it's like, like the not UN all of that teeth, remarkable. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when it came awesome. out to be three hundred thousand years, you're like, okay, it definitely is a different species. I mean, you can't. I mean, and it, actually, it's not the date that did that. It's it's this weird combination. Isn't that, that kind of yeah. like like the story behind like George Washington? Like his teeth weren't actually wooden. They were like just like they there was like wooden. A, that's yeah. Great. They were mm-hmm. like donkey teeth and like different human teeth. They were like all these different animals and humans. So like his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Kinda well, that's like what they did the back lady. then. They used ivory. Or Sarah, they would, you, used, would, you, um, would you tap that? <laughs> would I tap George Washington? Uh, Are you kidding me? Uh, Hell yes, I would. Because <laughs> I'm a patriot, Natalia. <laughs> that's really interesting that they, yeah. Well, yeah. Um. I feel like some, like, George Washington historian is, like, going to send I'm gonna, me hate I'm going to get hate mail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but that's, no, it's, a, it's a, well, necessity's the mother of invention, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you, you use what you've got, and yeah. if that's what you got. Yeah. You know, the, the earliest dentistry, um, like, the kind of implants, not implants, but uh, denture type things go back to the Etruscans uh, by pre-Roman huh. times. So That's amazing. And they used gold and you had to, they were definitely upper class, uh, upper strata people. So it was like conspicuous money. consumption. People were like constantly laughing like, ha ha ha, <laughs> yeah, right. to show their mouth. <laughs> right. yes, that's right. My and ancient my grill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice, nice look. I, I'm curious just because I know with um, and, uh, Denise of in um, remains, we just have teeth and is it a pinky pinky Pinky. um because what you said earlier about how now that you see something like homo naledi you have it calls into question like oh gosh now i mean how could you assume what it right i mean we just know from its dna that it's right into our anatomically modern dna but we have no idea what it looks like god we have such an interesting looking creature yeah yeah we we really have no idea so anybody that tells you that they know what a denisovan looks like we don't know we know it's got big teeth, big um, teeth, but not like these new Homo sapiens teeth. They're, they're, oh, they're different. They're, they they're are definitely okay. different. Mm-hmm. And the Homo naledi, just curious. You said that you know the teeth look like all these different, yeah. you know, um, species. What about the actual enamel? Is the enamel uniformly even on the teeth, or does it actually match the enamel of those? Yeah, teeth that you had mentioned, like philanthropist teeth. Or? That's a good question, and I have to say, I I don't remember because they we we were uh, we were a dental team, mm-hmm. and some of us me did the morphology, other people did the enamel thickness, and and we're currently now putting all this together in a publication. So I haven't read uh, what their results were yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. that's so. you're waiting for the season finale. To yeah, like really yeah. That'll, that'll be yeah, <laughs> yeah. Debbie Quatelli Steinberg's work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm trying to get you guys more funding. You have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you should do it like a rose ceremony, like every time you release info. Yeah. Or a GoFundMe page, right? Or GoFundMe. Yeah. You, I feel like there really needs to, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, it, it, science uh, research and, and crowdfunding, are. I feel like they're kind of going to go hand in hand, unfortunately, sooner rather than later because of... That would be a shame. I would ho- I hope or, not. Or, or it could be good because it maybe be. then you get the money directly and you mm-hmm. have people who are really interested yeah. in, in the funds. Maybe you get so. new areas of research, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. with different incentives. Yeah, very possible. That, I mean, let's knock on... Knock on some uh, non-wooden teeth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? We've got some good cosmic questions. Okay, good. Let's throw it out to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, this is an interesting question I like. Is it possible uh, that this uh, fossil that was just found, could this be a ritualistic burial? Um, is ritualistic burial common in the homo genus? Um, the things that we look at mm-hmm. to identify ritualistic burial would be evidence of, let's say, cannibalism. 
uh, which really? could be ritualistic. Um, and we have good huh. evidence of, um, I believe, good evidence of cannibalism dating back actually earlier than this, 800,000 wow. years ago, uh, Homo antecessor from uh, Spain, mm -hmm. uh, with, uh, north of Madrid area, Burgos area, in the, the Sierra de Atapuerca. And that's, uh, there's def definitive cut marks on the bone, all over the, wow. every bone is cut marked, whether it's a young child, oh, the cut mark, the older. Um, and Or you might look for grave goods for it to be some kind of ritualistic. We did not find any grave goods um, with Irhud that suggests that it's a ritualistic burial. Um, and it wasn't a complete enough skeleton to tell if the burial position what might also suggest intentional yeah. or ritual kinds of things. So we, we don't um, have that information on the body position. That's fascinating, yeah. though, yeah. about yeah. how you tell what's ritualistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? I mean, uh, cannibalism, but cannibalism could be not real ritualistic. You know, yeah. it could also be they're seems, hungry yeah. or they don't yeah. like those people and they're just going to eat them <laughs> or, you know, they're, they're you captives money. from a little, yeah. you know, whatever, a mini war or whatever, altercation, right? Yeah. So, But some people point to cannibalism as being ritualistic but uh, you know I think looking yeah. for grave goods and, and things like that uh, is, is would be definitive yeah wow okay wow. I'm I glad that none of our DNA and the yeah. calculus of their teeth of that other but I don't know if it would preserve oh, yeah. I mean, that would be really oh. cool that'd be yeah. ooh I'm just I'm glad our none of our rituals now include like I had a I had a bat mitzvah that's like as ritualistic as I get <laughs> <laughs> that's uh <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't nobody to keep that ate one. Uncle Bernie. Nobody, yeah. nobody good. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have one quick one uh, yes. left. Okay, one well, maybe. we got, um, yeah, this one. is a good one to end on, actually. All right, from Instagram, we got, why is this a big deal? What can we learn from it? Why is it a big deal? What can we learn from it? That's, um, I, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's a big deal because it pushes back our, um, our uh, origins, right? Another 100,000 years. It also, as I mentioned before, it suggests that there's not one cradle of uh, humanity, but that it is a pan-African event. It suggests that our modernity uh, happen through an accretional process, little bits and pieces, rather than springing up all of a sudden mm -hmm. we're modern, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. So, um, and and it and we we and we can tell about the behavior of early modern humans, and and we know, um, you know, that they're associated with this um, uh, um, middle stone age tool technology, mm -hmm. which has um, implications for behavior, and and you know, we're interested in what people were doing and why why we ended up where we are and why we look like we are and why we act the way we do and so that's that's why it's a big deal mm -hmm. filling in that puzzle yeah filling yeah. in that puzzle absolutely. right yeah. <laughs> or connecting the dots right i mean if you imagine you know susan anton you know my colleague susan anton she has this great analogy mm -hmm. i heard her use and she said imagine you have um you know one of those connected dot puzzles you mm -hmm. know you do when you're a kid yeah. so imagine you have one of those um but you're missing half the dots oh, or you're missing three yeah. quarter of the dots oh, right God. and imagine that the dots aren't numbered right so so this, this is why i stick to comedy right? so, <laughs> so every time we find a fossil that gives us another dot and every time we find a date that puts a number on that dot and that allows us to you know connect those dots and then figure out what that picture really is mm -hmm. but when you are missing a lot of the dots um you know we we think we know what the picture is yeah. but then when you get a new dot Mm, we thought it was a dog, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the dots change. It's incredibly it. dramatic. Anything can happen. It's kind of it's, exciting. It is exciting. It exactly. Is exciting, I yeah. love paleo. I mean, if it wasn't for the living primates, 
Paleo is the way to go. Paleoanthropology. Yeah. I love my job. Exciting. Exciting field. <laughs> you hear that NYU? She's pumping you. She loves exactly. her job. I love my job. <laughs> thank you. Well, we got to wrap up this show. And I just want to thank you, Sarah Siskin, yeah, for anytime. being hilarious. And where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, they can uh, watch the show Star Talk, the TV show. Uh, which I also help with. And uh, yeah, and other than that, don't stalk me. Just uh, leave it at Twitter. And <laughs> She's pretty fantastic. Yeah, pretty and fantastic. Dr. Shara Bailey, thank you so much. Is there, uh, thank you. And and is there a, a, a way people can, do you have a Yeah, Twitter they can or? track me down through NYU's uh, website or through the Center for the uh, Study of Human Origins, C-Show. Yeah, she's got a wealth of knowledge about, I feel like, everything. So thank you so much. And uh, I've been your host, Natalia Reagan, primatologist. And thank you so much. And tune in next time and stay curious and remember to keep looking up. This is Star Talk. Star Talk.